Welcome to the Defining Life Podcast. I'm Nick Boris, and I am happy to be with you another week here. Uh, I'm also very happy last week was our biggest episode yet. We had more listeners in the first seven days of that episode than any other before. And that's our first one in two years. So I'm very thankful. I appreciate everybody that has taken the time to listen to me. Um, I'm, I'm happy that you find value in what I have to say. Uh, I appreciate it. All the good feedback I've received in the user group and from people that keep emailing about the Find My Day and how it's changed their lives. Uh, it's, it's really reassuring and it gets me back in touch with the important work that we're doing in helping people uh, really change their lives to be in a happier place to move forward with purpose, to be on their path to purpose. So um, as we are defining life in this podcast and in everything else we do here at Define Life, I appreciate you guys being along for the ride with me. Uh, so that said, my day today, uh, my my Pitt Panthers are in the ACC tournament today. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I've pit stuff everywhere. I, you know, I have it back here behind me. I have the shirt on. Um, I have the doormat in front of my house and a pit sign on my porch. You would think I was a bigger fan. Um, I've really enjoyed watching this basketball team this year, but I had no idea that they were even playing yesterday. They played yesterday at 2.30. The mailman told me because he knew I liked them. So I have, you know, talk about priorities like, you know, watching basketball was completely off on my priority list. I did make time to watch them. I saw the second half. I, I timed it so that my lunch happened at the second half of uh, yesterday's game, about four o'clock late lunch. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I got to watch them win and hopefully get to watch them again today. We'll see if I have time. Uh, they they tip off shortly before my boys get here, so I'm going to try to get them to watch it with me. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit later in this episode about Define My Day um, as it relates to some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. But also, um, you know, the main thing with Define My Day is, you know, a lot of people purchase it thinking they're buying a, a planner, like they're going to schedule things and, and whatever. And, and really all that that does is make you work more. That's not our goal with Define My Day. And I'm going to explain how to change your perception of, of what this planner is compared to others and how it could benefit you. But before that, let's get into some other things. Um, you know, one of the videos that I made this week was about pattern interrupt. Uh, it's a it's a concept, you know, people use it in sales, too, to try to surprise somebody out of a certain way of thinking and leave them more open to buying something. I'm not talking about it in that way. I'm talking about it and how we can use it for ourselves to break some habits that maybe we're having a hard time you know, really getting out of our lives. You know, whatever it might be. For me, uh, the one of the habits that I tried to break a long time ago was late night snacking. And I've done that by stopping my sequence of events in the evening. Um, in the evening, after dinner, typically sit down and watch a little bit of TV. And that was a trigger to start doing a lot of bad things. Uh, bad eating, staying up late to catch one more episode. 
And then I'm tired in the morning because I'm not getting enough sleep. So my pattern interrupt there was to do something else. For a while, I was working out uh, in the evening and that worked, but it, it things, other things always popped up. So then it would get in the, in the way of my workout. And plus, uh, you know, I, I always had like a little bit too much energy after a workout and it was hard to get back to sleep. So it wasn't solving the sleep problem. So now what I try to do is read. If I do watch TV, I limit it to one episode uh, and I try to snack on something healthy like vegetables or popcorn. But for a while, I couldn't watch any TV because it was just too hard. I had these cravings. It's like a switch flipped in my head. I, I needed a bad snack, a sweet snack. And so now I have a little bit better handle on it, but I still try to stay away from, um, you know, doing the, the TV watching on the couch on the weekdays anyway. One of the things I do now is I, I have my taking care of my aquarium scheduled uh, after dinner. So I go about the house and do that. Maybe I'll fold some laundry, do something like that, just kind of tidy up. And so I lose the bad influence of snacking and I gain a little bit more tidy house. And so the next morning I don't feel so overwhelmed. So there's a there's a it's amazing. Like you change one little thing and it dynamically changes everything else. So one of the areas that I was having a hard time with was I have a therapy session in the middle of the day during the week. During that therapy session, I'm fine before I'm fine, but I get in the car, I come home and I suddenly feel exhausted. And so I would make myself a meal. I sometimes maybe even took a nap. I would try to work, but my head wasn't really in the game. Sometimes I'd you know, say, oh, I'll just watch one episode of a TV show. But that just, again, that leads to other things. And I just never got it out in neutral. You know, like I, I was like popped in neutral and just could not get moving, couldn't get it back into gear. When the kids come home, that sometimes works for me. But if they're not, it's not a day where they're coming home to me. It just wasn't like I couldn't get into gear. I just couldn't get moving and it just ruined the rest of my day. So I tried something on my way back from the therapist's office is a restaurant, bar restaurant. And I decided to walk in and sit there and do work. Now, I got the idea because a few weeks previous, I was sitting at the bar with a friend of mine and there was a woman at the end of the bar working on her dissertation on her laptop in the corner of the bar. And after a while, she picked her up, her head, her head up and started talking to people and said, you know, you know, told, you know, just chimed in on some conversation and then went back to what she was doing on her laptop. And eventually we started talking about what she was doing. And she said, like, basically, like, I sit here, you know, I have a beer, I relax and maybe snack on some food and like the energy of the room, you know, it doesn't distract. It actually helps her focus on what she's doing and, and she loosens up a little bit, you know, it's just, it's just like a, she gets a good flow going. And so I started thinking about it, like maybe I should try that. Now, if I go to a place like a Panera Bread or a cafe, then I, I, then I might drink caffeine. I might eat something that I, I really don't want to. And so I thought, okay, I really don't like day drinking in the middle of a weekday, but you know, let's give it a shot, drink a, a light beer and sit down and see what happens. 
So I sat at the bar. I had two beers in about an hour and a half, almost two hours. And I got a ton of work done. I just sat on my laptop, didn't talk to anybody but the bartender, maybe just a little banter back and forth. And that was it. I got a ton of work done. And man, I was like, holy well, it was it was nuts. It was nuts. It completely changed my day because it it took me out of this thought pattern that I was in and put me into a public split public place that I didn't have to be social or interact, but at the same time I still got the energy from being there. Changed my environment, right? So I tried it again the next week. I didn't bring my laptop because I didn't really plan on being there that long. And I brought my phone and I just started writing on bar napkins and I got ideas of articles to write, topics to talk about, even some things we're going to talk about today in the podcast, including this, really. It worked again. And when I got home, I kept on going and it's like that down never happened. And it's not like a depressed mood. It's just an exhausted mood. Like it's, it's like I just spilled my guts for an hour and now I'm exhausted. And I was able to subvert that by changing my environment. A bar might not be good for you. You know, if you don't want to drink in the middle of the day, can't drink in the middle of the day, maybe you don't drink at all. You know, you could go to a cafe. You could go for a walk. You could take a walk in the park. You could sit down on a bench, you could walk your dog, something different than whatever pattern you're in that kind of has you in the funk. You just insert something else. And, you know, it works. I mean, I I don't know how how else to say it. I'm going to keep doing it. And until it doesn't work or until I feel that, you know, it's, I could be doing something better. But at the moment, I'm going to keep going back to do it. And it's that awareness that is a big part of this. I had to be aware. And it took a while for me to become aware of that pattern that I was in. I mean, I've been going to this therapy appointment for almost a year now. And, you know, I'd come home in this funk and it took me, you know, nine, ten months to figure out that this was going on. But... You know, eventually I said, you know, what's going on here? Like, I can't waste an entire day after this appointment. So I made the change. And one of the things, one of the benefits of doing this whole define my day process is really becoming aware of where we intend to put our time, where we actually put our time, and then figuring out why we are or are not doing the things that we need to do. And so, you know, over the past year, it was a pretty emotional year, right? And every person going through a separation and divorce goes through this, like, time where it's just they're highly reactive. They're trying to figure things out. They're lonely. You know, like that space that all the arguing and even just the person being there, all that space that was filled is now open. And it feels like it needs to be filled. And so all these thoughts and things come rushing in and you try to figure it out and it's hard to do. And in that moment, all I could try to do was identify the feelings and sort through them. And as I did, as I kind of 
I really, when I was listening to podcasts, I figured out what resonated with me, you know, whether it was childhood stuff or attachment stuff, relationships. I I was certainly not listening to personal development growth things. I was listening to heal yourself things. And so on a podcast, I would hear something that resonated and then I would go out and buy the Audible book or buy the book on Kindle and go deep into that topic. And so I could read one book and like the author and then continue to read other books by that author. Or they would bring up an adjacent topic and I would read a book about that topic. And I was really getting into it. We, I think I talked about this last week. I, I was listening to her reading four or five books a week. Some, I think one, I even read six books in one week. But I really felt like I needed the deep dive into this healing process so that I could be as efficient as possible in getting out of it. I was impatient. I really just wanted to heal myself. And, you know, I, I feel like I accomplished a lot of it. I'll probably continue it as I go. But eventually I got into a phase where I really just needed to recenter myself. And so I worked on ways to recenter myself after identifying all of the things that I felt were in need of repair and now needed to recenter myself. So I started focusing more on meditation and podcasts about, you know, bringing yourself back to center, uh, you know, being more mindful. And now, as I feel that I've started to accomplish that, I'm moving into the phase now where I just want to get more healthy, where I want to bring myself to a place where I am comfortable in my own skin. And so we'll call this phase three of my uh, 12-month journey here. And it's probably going to be 18 months the way things are going right now. I'm trying not to rush it. I am trying to be as healthy as possible on a daily basis, allowing myself, you know, to, to make burgers with my kids one night or, you know, pulled pork sandwiches or, you know, eat French fries. I don't want to make my life miserable. I'm trying to integrate more healthy things into my life. So I've talked before about, you know, the hydroponic gardening I have, the garden I have, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm mixing just more vegetables and even like snacking, watching TV. I will go downstairs and grab myself a can of peas and eat a bowl of peas in front of the TV to try to fill that void and just overdo it with vegetables. than you know, eat a bag of chips or something. Even tonight, when the boys come back here, we have plans to go to a vegan restaurant and, you know, uh, we went last week. It was amazing. And we're going to go back one more time. My kids loved it so much. So it's it's just mixing in a little bit more healthy options, uh, exploring different things. And the ups and downs still happen, right? Like last year, I could go into a four or five day, I called it a hangover, where I really just, I couldn't get my thoughts straight. I just felt miserable. I had no motivation And eventually through doing the healthy things, I would come out of it and, you know, I'd be in a four or five day up, you know, like where I felt okay. 
And then, you know, if something would happen, you know, some trigger would happen, some wound would be opened, and I'd go back down into the, you know, up and down. Now, it's more like a couple of hours, right? Uh, it's like, I'll, like this morning, I'll tell you, this morning I woke up, no motivation. I had, like, I was exhausted. And I was just feeling like crap. I don't know why I got a decent amount of sleep. I just did not feel good. Um, I could probably point to a couple things, interactions that happened yesterday that were just a little bit like, ah, man, that sucks. But, you know, nothing major. But I woke up today and I kept on being mindful of my behaviors. So I got up. I... You know, took my medication that I need to take in the morning. Uh, when I waited my appropriate time, I grabbed my coffee and I uh, meditated. I uh, did my define my day. I read uh, a chapter in my book. I read my daily stoic. I read my Robert Greene daily laws. And after doing all that, I still felt like crap. I journaled, uh, still felt like crap, and I just shuffled on into my den and started up a workout. I did a 20-minute upper body workout, and moving like that helped. It really did. I did a 15-minute stretch afterwards, so in total, about 35 minutes, 40 minutes of, of activity, And then I started feeling a little bit better, right? Then like, so that was probably like a three hour period total where I just was like, ugh, struggling to get through the day. And then finally got some momentum. But all of those disciplines, all of those habits took a long time to get to the point where I could slog through them on my worst morning, still get them done and get the result of being able to be out good functional human to be here with you and to do everything else I need to do today. So, you know, and and a lot of this, it's, it's a matter of finding what's compatible to make that happen. Right. So, you know, for me, the things that I have in my morning make it easier for me to do that. Um, everything from, you know, having like incense, I'll light incense. It's kind of like part of my like, okay, I want to smell something pleasant. So I'll light a stick of incense in the morning. Um, you know, I have a place where I sit and meditate and it's my just little spot, nice, quiet, and I can just sit there and meditate. My coffee, you know, like I don't want to have to hurry up and suck down a cup of coffee. So I have a mug that keeps my coffee hot for an hour and a half and I can slowly drink my coffee and I enjoy good coffee. Nobody wants to drink a bad coffee. So I bought myself a good single serve coffee maker that grinds up the beans and makes me a single serve coffee. And it also saves me money because now I'm not spending all the money on the espresso that I used to. Um, I bought the Peloton um, guide thing. It's like a camera that watches you as you're doing workouts you know, you're following a guy or a woman on the screen and it counts your reps for you as you're going. And, and it's been great. I set up a little mat in my den. I cleared out some furniture. I brought some, some lightweights upstairs and I'm doing that. 
And I'll tell you, it's funny. I haven't done full body workouts in a while. So I do, I've been cycling with Peloton and I've been doing just regular, like a, a workout routine, a lifting routine that I've been doing for years. And it, it lifts heavy on specific body parts, back, arms, chest, whatever. And I have not done like a full body compound exercise in a long time. And I got to tell you, after doing a three or four of these Peloton full body workouts, I realized that I was missing a couple of muscles in this chain of, uh, of body parts because, wow, I, I felt like, honestly, I felt like a walrus flopping around on my den floor. Um, it was crazy, crazy. But, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, you know, and I feel, I do feel better. I, I've, since I've been doing, um, riding the bike, actually, I think was the big thing for me. But since I've been doing that, I feel better. I feel lighter, even if I'm not a lot lighter. I, it, it's easier to move to get around and do things. Um, feel better in clothing. It's definitely nice. So I'm glad I'm doing this. But uh, the point being, you know, you have to find what works for you. You know, for a while, I had like a VR workout that I was doing. Uh, I had beach body for a while. Um, I was going to group classes for a while. But, you know, the group classes took a while to get to. You know, you're driving half an hour each, you know, each day. So, you know, you have to find what's good for you to help it flow for you. One of the things that came up in our user group was, you know, reading. Reading is one of our disciplines in our Define My Day Planner. And it's hard to, you know, especially if your mind is going a mile a minute, it's hard to sit down and read, um, you know, even for five minutes, like because your thoughts are going everywhere and it just feels unproductive. So getting in the habit can be hard for that reason. And I read a long time ago that if you want to read more, put books everywhere. Have a book in every room of the house on a surface. And when you find yourself walking into that room, if you have a minute, just sit down, pick up your book, open it up to the page you were on and start reading. Read a paragraph, read a page, read a, read a chapter, read for a minute, read for five, whatever. But it's better than wasting time. It might stop you. It might be a pattern interrupt that stops you from snacking. It might help you recenter and calm down if you know, you're agitated by something. And so I started leaving books. I mean, if you walk into this house, there are books in every room. I have books on my nightstand. I have books in the bathroom. I have books in uh, the kitchen, on the kitchen table, the ones in the bathroom don't hit the kitchen table. Let me make that clear. Um, but I have one in the living room. I have a bunch in the living room, actually. There's some inside of a, a shelf, coffee table, uh, the side table. I can pick up, if I want to read you know, Young Pueblo poems, I can do that. If I want to read a chapter of a book like this one, I can do that. And you know, one of the things that someone mentioned was that, you know, when you do that, it's hard to keep track of where you are or the important content. And for me, very seldom do I need to remember something specific. Like I'm not trying to learn details. 
I'm trying to just incorporate certain things into my life. And so when you read enough of this stuff, a lot of it you'll recognize as being familiar and, you, you know, you just sort of absorb it. But if you do want to remember specific things, tools that I use, yeah, have a highlighter, highlight the really important passages. I do it all the time. And then the other thing is to have these like sticky notes. There are these sticky, um, the 3M sticky tabs. And you just stick it on to the page that you want to get back to that you might have highlighted. And it's an easy way to, to, to make sure that those important parts, once you finish reading the book, you go back through and you might have five tabs, you might have 50 tabs, and you just go through. In this particular book, I dog-eared the, uh, the pages because I didn't have my sticky tabs and I was too lazy to go get them. Um, but I dog-eared the pages on this one. So, you know, whatever is best for you to get that to get that workflow or the process moving for you to get unstuck. So, you know, you just being aware. Stop and taking the time of being aware and making it easier for you. All right. So let's get into Define My Day. So when people buy Define My Day, a lot of people feel like or intend to buy a planner just so they can write down and see what's in their day. And that's not what I want you to do. The purpose of Define My Day is to step off of that cycle, that hamster wheel, and learn to be intentional about what you're doing today. It's to help you. It's part of that pattern interrupt that's going to help you back away. And like you probably, a lot of people do. I did for the longest time. You wake up and you just go about your day. Maybe you're taking orders. Maybe you're just following, you know, whatever is yelling at you right now. You're taking care of it and you just go and go and go. It's a fast way to lead to burnout. It's a fast way to be exhausted. It's a fast way to wake up one day and look around and go, what the hell have I been doing with my life for the past 20 years? That's not where I want you to be. It's not where I want to be for myself. And so define my day is meant to gently guide you down a path where you can identify what's healthy for you and what's unhealthy, what's important for you and what's unimportant so that you can learn to direct your attention toward the things that are best for you to lead you down your intended path in your life. Because I don't want you to wake up one day and you know realize that like the path you're supposed to be on is way over there and you walk down this path now and you're like, wow, now what, right? I, I've just wasted X amount of years of my life. That's no good. And so, you know, it's something I'm trying to work on my kids with now. They don't get it. They don't understand the importance of it. And I don't even want them to have to decide their path. I just want them to be aware of it. And as adults, you know, if you're a middle-aged adult right now, you know, you're, you're waking up to the point, you know, the fact that like maybe you put a lot of time into an area that you're not real happy about. And so this process helps you get back on your path. And if you're a younger adult, it helps you identify that path sooner and get down that path you know, ahead of where you may have otherwise. And so, you know, by every day picking up this book, the Define My Day Planner, and, you know, looking at your far off goals, what you want to accomplish this week to reach those goals, 
and then identifying what today needs to happen to take one step toward that milestone and that longer term goal. And they should all be in line with your values and what you want to accomplish in your life. And, you know, define my day. If you wanted to use it to get a promotion, you can do that. If you wanted to do it to improve your relationships, you can do that. I have in my define my day, in my daily disciplines, have contact, have a positive interaction with both of my kids. And if one day I didn't send them a text, if one day I didn't call them up and say, hey, how you doing? How was school? Then I don't get to check that box. And so, you know, a lot of people, the pushback, I, I can feel it in somebody's mind right now. The pushback is you shouldn't have to do that. Well, really? Have you never gone a day where you didn't have a positive interaction with one of your kids or somebody else you love? If that's happening, I want to know it. And I want it clearly indicated in my history that you did not have a positive interaction with your kid today. And I guarantee there's some people out there that haven't had a positive interaction with somebody important in their life in weeks or months. And so for me, the two people that matter most for me, I want to make sure I am keeping track that every day I had a positive interaction with them. Keeps me mindful of it. Keeps me, keeps it front of mind for me, top of mind for me. And so in this process, it's doing that for everything. And that doesn't mean I don't have bad days that I obviously have had a lot in the past year. But it brings me back to my path and has me questioning why I did something that may have hurt me or somebody else, why I didn't do something that would have been good for me, how I felt when I did do something good for me or when I did do something bad for me. You know, there's a lot of times we write things down here in a priority and we don't get it done. And then we, if we take the time to ask ourselves, well, why not? Was it really just not that important? Was I biting off more than I could chew? Did other things get in the way and distract me from this? What was the reason I didn't get it done? Sometimes that answer is the most important thing you can do today. Understanding the why so that you can then gently try to fix it tomorrow. And you might not be able to fix it tomorrow. It might take a long time. I've been doing this process for six or seven years now. I'm still figuring out me. But I would be nowhere near where I am now if I wasn't doing this process every day. Every day. And the days I don't do it, I can feel myself drifting off. And I've there's been times through the years where I've not done it for weeks, maybe even a month. Especially early on when I was just starting. And I'd wake up one day or I'd stop and realize, man, you you've been flying off the rails here. You gotta bring it back. And I'd get back into doing this process. Now, I'll tell you, I'm in such a good rhythm right now. I'm doing it every day. I'm journaling every day. I'm doing the full process every day. And it is a great rhythm to be in. It's one that I haven't felt in a long time. And I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it.
But so, you know, where do you start? Well, you don't over don't overdo it. You know, don't don't try to fix everything. Sometimes the best way to start with define my day is to just start filling it in and observing it. You know, did I get things done? Did I not get things done? Don't don't start and immediately say, I'm gonna fix my entire life. There was a meme when we we did that. You're gonna you better fix my life. My you better fix my entire life, you little um and it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. This is just like a, a little guidebook to help you gently steer back to your path. And if you look at it that way, it'll be much more effective. You have to give it time. You have to be gentle with it. If you try to force it the way some people try to force exercise, you're going to do great for a while. You're going to burn out and we're never going to see you again. And then you're going to try something else and the cycle is going to continue. You have to do it gently. Do it slowly. And look, you don't even have to buy to find my day. You can just do this practice every day on your own. Get a notebook. Write down the, the three things you need to do today. Maybe there's only one thing you need to do today. And then get back to that page at the end of the day or early the next morning and look like, hey, did I get this done? Why or why not? How do I feel about that? And just keep doing that process over and over again. And, you know, the, the, the planning process, the easy way to do it is with our Defined Life Planner. It's like a stripped down version of Define My Day. You can just do the planning part. Just do the quick and easy, like, this is most important for me today. And, man, you get in that rhythm and I guarantee you'll be better off than you were before you started. Absolutely. You know, what I, what I really want to get across to you is that you don't have to make this a big deal. Define my day can be a five-minute part of your day. You just jot down a few things. The time that I want you to spend that's sometimes the hardest is the journaling part. It's gaining clarity. It's that sitting down and reflecting. That's the part that we tend to skip. It's the part that I skipped most often. Over the years, the journaling was the part that I was like, you know what? I don't need to do it. I know what I'm thinking. It's woo-woo. And man, now that I'm doing it, even if I just write a couple of sentences... I can see how valuable it is. It, it's, you know, and, and you even like, you know, sometimes you don't even want to tell people you're journaling because people look at it like, oh, you got a little diary. But that's not what it's about, right? It's just about crystallizing the thoughts in your mind, getting them on paper. And it, and it could be you know, an overview of the day. Sometimes I've, I've, I think this morning, actually, I wrote, I feel awful today, right? And then I might explore a little bit about like maybe why, like what was the trigger for this or what can I do to get out of it? I need to blah, blah, blah. And I did do that. I wrote, I need to be mindful, consistent, focused, accomplish my disciplines, 
and be ready for the boys when they get here. Something to, something to that effect. And that's what got me up off of the couch and into the rest of my day. And so just jot it down. You know, like today was not good. Here's why. Right? Two sentences, three sentences. It would take you seconds, maybe a minute or two. And when you get good at that, spend a little bit of more a little bit more time doing it. And you're gonna to start to feel the benefit. You will. And then eventually you'll quit and you'll fizzle out and be like, I don't need this. And then you'll realize one day that eh, maybe I do need this because I'm feeling a little bit off center. I'm feeling like I'm, I lost my path. And then you get back into the habit and you get back on your path and you waffle back and forth a little bit. It just, it happens. It happens. People fall off the wagon in exercise. People fall off the wagon on their diets. People fall off the wagon at work. You have a period of time where you're just like the go-getter at work. And then you're like, Phew. Things happen. Things happen at home, drama, loss, health issues, and it knocks you off and you just come back. Sometimes you're just bored. It knocks you off and then you come back. That's okay. It's okay. Don't make it a big deal. Just when you when you feel ready, you come back and you start doing it again. It's the process of coming back. It's very much like meditation. It's like just on a bigger scale. It's the, you know, in meditation, you're, you know, in some forms of meditation, you're focusing on your breath and your mind starts wandering. You start having thoughts and then you realize it eventually and you bring it back to the breath. Same thing here. You know, life is, you know, repeats itself on bigger, bigger and smaller scales. Right. So here, you know, you're, you're on a path, you're doing well. And you start to drift and then you become aware of it and you bring it back. It's the practice of bringing it back that's the most important. And so when we're doing the define my day process, you know, it's the practice of being mindful of where I'm putting my time. And through the day, we're going to forget and lose it. And remember, like once we get back home or the next day when we're looking at define my day again and we're going to go, oh, yeah. And then we're going to bring it back to center. And then in the Define My Day process, one day you're going to stop picking up the book and you're going to stop writing things down. And then you're going to wake up and go, oh, yeah, I, now I feel off again. I need to bring it back to center. It happens. It happens with your diet. It happens with exercise. It happens in so many areas. It happens in our relationships. It's when we let it continue to go off the rails that real damage occurs. But when you practice bringing it back, that's when you repair and you build and you gain strength. It's how you improve. So that's it for this session today. I, I hope this was valuable to you. Um, if you found something valuable, please uh, let me know. You know, let me know in the comments. Let me know in a positive review of this podcast. Uh, hit me up on Instagram or on TikTok, or on Facebook. Uh, we are uh, Define My Day on Instagram and Facebook, and the Define My Day Planner on TikTok. And then for more of the broad scope of things for Define Life, we are Define Life on Facebook, 
on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, we are also Defined Life on YouTube. So you can find the replay of this podcast on YouTube, uh, along with a lot of other quick tip videos and, and walkthroughs for the Defined Mighty Planner and stuff like that. If you would like to hear something, uh, a topic that you want help on or that we can expand more on as a, you know, in, in terms of life or the Define My Day Planner, I'm happy to go into that also. So thank you for joining me. I appreciate you being here. Keep moving forward. And I will talk to you again very soon in the Defining Life podcast. Take care.